When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band are back on the road in 2023, and Setlist and Bruce will hit 1,000 episodes. I'm Jesse Jackson, and since 2015, I've been talking to Bruce Springsteen fans from around the world, allowing them to tell their stories about how Bruce's music has been a good companion on their life's journey. If you love music, if you love good stories, please check out Set Lusting Bruce and listen to the stories about music fandom from Bruce and other musicians. Remember, it's no sin to be glad you're alive. World's closing in on me. I don't know what to do. Can't see the big picture anymore If there's even one to view Wife keeps pushing buttons Spend all day staring at a little screen I'm feeling invisible The blues can't even find me Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is going through every Giant Hyatt song in alphabetical order. Um, this is, it's a new month uh, as we're recording this. I am past my Springsteen uh, vacation short cut short by one show i am post covid and i am so happy to be talking to my springsteen sister sylvan how you doing it's so wonderful to see you jesse and i'm so glad you're feeling well enough to talk hyatt with me um this really just proves your dedication to this very long project that we have talked about um uh our one promise when we began this journey is that we will finish, we will get all the way to zero house. And here we are talking a song still early in the bees. So I'm glad you're feeling up for it and I'm excited to jump into this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am, uh, as I was sharing with you, I, I did do three out of the four, um, Springsteen shows that I had planned. Uh, I came back from Austin and then um, the tested positive for COVID. So I had to miss Tulsa. On the good news, the three tickets that I had purchased, um, my son and wife chose not to go without me, uh, mm-hmm. which was very sweet of them. And uh, and so we ended up giving it to a dad and a mom and a daughter who had never seen Springsteen. So we got to get the show. So that was great. And uh, And on the plus side... The two wildcard songs he did were songs that, while I liked, weren't 
like, oh man, I can't believe I missed that. I Heartbreakers. You, yeah. I, I was I was telling you, Sylvan, I was that selfish going, please don't play anything great. Please don't play anything <laughs> great. Please don't play anything great. Uh, so if you went to the Tulsa show and you did not get what you wanted to hear, you can blame me. So <laughs> after we've got our Springsteen and COVID update out, um, we're talking Blues Can't Find Me. So can't I, even find me. Yes. Can't even find me. Yes. Can you uh, give us just the facts? Absolutely. Just the facts. This is the closing track from Mystic Pinball, which uh, is now the second song we've discussed from that album. So I won't go too much into the album as a whole uh, history. It was produced by Kevin Shirley and backed by the combo who include Doug Lancio, Patrick O'Hearn and Kenny Blevins. I love Kenny Blevins, um, recorded in Nashville and mixed in Malibu, California, because that's where Kevin Shirley is. It was album six of nine from New West Records. And uh, Mike Elliott noted in his biography that we reference all the time, have a little faith that this, take a drink, yes, this was the first album to crack the top 40. So Mystic Pinball was uh, quite the album and uh jesse before uh today's recording uh i did some digging to see if i could come up with any covers or um different versions and i did find some uh amateur covers including uh, our good old pal jake thistle who we're waiting to join us someday to have a discussion um also some other uh, bands that we can probably get into a little bit later. And more importantly, a lot of different uh, live versions of John, mostly audience recordings. But um, one that kind of got me by uh, interest was an August 2013 recording that was made in Rockland, Maine. And I was like, was I at that show? It turns out I just missed it because I saw him in Hampton Beach Um on August 14th, the very next night. So I I did have a little bit of deja vu, like, yeah, I I saw this, but no. And uh, those were solo recordings. So I found it rather interesting listening to the full band, uh, full produced version of the studio album, Mystic Pinball, and digging up some of these live recordings, which was just John and a guitar. And uh, we can get into that a little bit, but those are the facts. Anything that especially struck you as you were listening to this, Jesse. So not while I was listening to it, but while you were just saying, is that the longest he's been with any record company? Yes. Although there's a little asterisk that uh, his contract with New West is really about a distribution contract as opposed to the old school record contracts um, that, you hear so much about them, you know, pushing him or him pushing back and then it all dissolving into a horrible divorce, so to speak. So, but yeah, I was actually surprised that uh, it's been nine and um, this is, you know, it, it feels like mystic pinball was yesterday uh, as we get older and these times, you know, shrink, but it was um, 2012. So that is over a decade old. Yeah. And uh, there's been a few more since then from New West. You know, from from a John perspective, and it's certainly, it. I'm sure he is um, 
grateful that I am not the one managing his career. But from my outside perspective, I think that kind of arrangement seems to work best. Like, I don't know the financial side of does he borrow against future earnings to produce it himself, which is what a traditional album does anyway, right? That's how a record Mm -hmm. company works. But however to do, I'm going to give you a finished product and then you distribute it. And then therefore, and we split the things that seems from my perspective, a smart thing for him, especially at this point in his career, right? I know what I want to, I know the stories I want to tell. I know the albums I want to make. And, um, and I have an audience that is going to, uh, buy my music and obviously I'd love more people to buy my music but I, you know I want to play to myself and to hit my creative bones versus trying to hit some mythical target yeah and I am so happy when John is happy with his arrangement right. and what had happened historically starting with bring the family which was historically recorded without a label and was the turning point when all of a sudden people, so many more people came on board the Hyatt train. Um, That. And then a few other times in history, he had gotten dropped by a label, invested the money to do the production himself, and then went out shopping to other labels. And there was a joke that, well, we're going to have to drop you to come up with a great album again, because that's how it works. Well, we came up with plan B and it seems to be working. And um, I believe this was the second album that he uh, worked with Kevin Shirley on. Um, The first time Kevin uh, approached John and actually said that I'm hearing what you're doing and I think I can bring you closer to where you want to go. And so it, it, I think absolutely worked the first time. And then, um, he had enough confidence to continue. I so sorry that my mind is blanking. I'm pretty sure that Kevin Shirley was not the most recent pr- okay. producer on an album, but um, I I thought it was a pretty magical combination. And we can get into the production. Um, and I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but Kevin Shirley, if by some miracle you're ever listening to this, thank you so much for the great sound that you got out of John. Although I do kind of feel like this particular song, some of the production choices might have been better made another way. Okay. But before we get into that, I I, okay. I do want to kind of get into the lyrics, if you're ready for yeah, that. No, I do. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Um, so one of the things that I have loved about this journey is I, I have... I'm exploring songs that I've casually listened to mm-hmm. and I've almost made a decision to not listen to John, you know, like not all the time. Like I have things like when I was in the car uh, driving down to see my mom and my brother before he passed, you know, I went through a spell where I was listening to a lot of John Hyatt, but I don't like, I don't put mystic pinball on, Uh, you know, I'm just going to listen to this a lot, or I'm going to do, you know, um, Muddy Waters or Perfectly Good Guitar. I'm just, I'm trying just to kind of a wide range as things come up, and then I can do a deep dive on the specific songs. And I really enjoyed spending time with this song today. Um, I enjoyed his solo versions, I enjoyed the studio version and I enjoyed the covers of people doing it. I, I think this is really a, a, a good song and a fun song. So um, my question is, is the blues can't find me because he's so blue that he's even deeper than the blues or is he in a place where the blues can't find me because I'm doing okay? I definitely never heard that second version. Right. I do think that if you got the right performance, yeah. you, you could use this skeleton and put that kind of meat on top of it. I do think but so. Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting take. And now I want to hear that version. Yeah. So, Jake, right. get on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, so um, I do think it's interesting that um, there is a lot of discussion about his wife in this and mm -hmm. the idea of, you know, my Linda often picks at me, you're not really listening to me, are you? And most of the I think time, every I, spouse yeah, has had right. that conversation. Yeah. And most of the time I'm okay able to say, oh no, what you said is this, this, this. And she's like, damn it. <laughs> but yes, right. It is that, you know, um, you know, wife keeps pushing buttons, spend all day staring at a little screen. Um, you know, and I work, I work in a contact center. I, I, I stare at a computer all day long. So I have a podcast or two also. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So spending all day staring at a little screen really was a line that I loved. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling invisible. So, yeah. Uh, you want to take us through the lyrics? Yeah. So um, it starts with, um, I, I also gravitated right toward that uh, verse, Jesse. And um, I, I, I like really like this song, and then eventually I started thinking of it as the social media blue song. Okay, and that really did change how I listened to it and how I how I rate the song eventually. Um, but it starts with "World is closing in on me. Don't know what to do. Can't see the big picture anymore. If there's even one to view." And then we get into those lines that you just brought up. Yeah. Wife keeps pushing buttons. Spend all day staring at a little screen. I'm feeling invisible. The blues can't even find me. So it's that duality of we are constantly barraged with information. We cannot shut ourselves off from the world, whether it's what is going on with the invasion of Ukraine or whatever celebrity has put their foot in their mouth. And now we have to all be equally upset about that. Um, it's closing in on us all the time. It's in our face. And where is the perspective in all that, in all that noise? Yeah. And at the same time, he's also sitting next to this woman that he undoubtedly loves and feeling a disconnection because she is connected in this way that we always are. And um, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but the one that also gets me is the bridge where he talks about the past and the present. She cried all the way to Memphis with the kids in back, only me to talk it out with. It used to be like that. Now there's 50 people in the car and the kids are grown and I've heard her side 50 times talking on her cell phone. Um, God, I hope that the people who have grown up with social media and cell phone know what it's like to be on a long car ride with someone and have a really deep talk in a way that you can only have with someone when you are stuck in a vehicle with nothing to do and no one to interrupt you. Um, because some of the best conversations of my life have occurred that way. And he, I think is mourning the loss of a sad time but it was a sad time that they could really truly be that be there for each other and now he's still there both physically and in care of what she's going through 
but they're not talking it out together. She's reaching out to 50 people and he's hearing the same thing over and over again and not taking the journey with her, getting closer to resolution. So I had not connected the social media mm-hmm. and now then I want to listen to it again uh, for that connection, because I think that's exactly right. That now there's 50 people in the car, right? The kids are grown. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of them. So, um, you know me, I love to tell stories. So mm-hmm. in, in 2012, Linda uh, and I were talking and, she said, we haven't gone on vacation together in a long time. We've gone with other couples. We've gone with Chris. But you and I haven't gone on a vacation together in forever, probably 10, 15 years. So um, we I, we were debating on, do we run or in a cabin? What do we want to do? And so she got home one day, and I said, I got a plan. And she's like, okay, what's your plan? Awesome. I said, um, Bruce, take a drink, is touring and he's not coming anywhere close to Dallas, but he is going to Cleveland. So here's my plan. In 2011, September 2011, my father had passed away and he was buried in Kentucky and we had not seen his cemetery, his his stone at the Veterans Cemetery. I said, so here's our plan. We'll leave from here. We'll go visit my dad's gravesite. I said, when we were there for the funeral, we had picked up a brochure about the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, mm-hmm. about these eight or nine distilleries all in Kentucky that do tours of how you make bourbon. I said, you thought that would be interesting. We'll go do that. Um, we have some friends who live in Columbus, Ohio. We haven't seen them in years. We could have dinner with them. We have a good friend who lives in Cleveland. We can stay with Tom. We can see Bruce. We can do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We can drive back to Lexington, Kentucky, do the other side of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, come home. We'll call it our Bruce and Bourbon Tour. She says, that sounds perfect. And Um, that tells me that you have a rock-solid marriage. That's beautiful. Right. So, um, and by the way, when I told this to other people, uh, especially dad's like that sounds like a perfect vacation (laughs) you know so um she listened to bruce on the way up so she would know the songs but the reason i'm telling the story sylvan is it was her and i in a car and going to to cleveland is a long drive and there would be hours where it's just her and i in the car and we realized we still like each other we still have like tears talking to each other. That's beautiful. There, there was one point we're in this, we're on the interstate and there's nothing but forest on either side. And Linda said, you know what always scares me about this? And I said, werewolves? She goes, no, police officers. Why would you think werewolves? And I said, that tells you everything we need to know about our marriage, right? I actually might think she'd say werewolves. So, um, I have told that story multiple times that that was when, and you know, we got married in, like in 84, right? I mean, we had the kid in 89 and that 2012 re and yes, there's some cell phones, but 
you know, and she, she, we just spent the time together. And so the point of your saying there, if you have a mom and a dad and two kids, they're probably all four listening to different music. The dad may have the, the radio, but the kids have their, uh, their phones playing or games or they're watching a TV uh, show. Yeah. And it's not the same. And, and I don't want to be grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. But there was something about everyone listening to the music, everyone telling stories and everyone laughing and joking together. And I, I think that is exactly what John was going for in this song. You know, he is always, every song is open to interpretation. And I, if you're a fan and you want to get something else different out of that, go for it. But um, this song, I really feel what he was going for was to pull our attention to what has been lost. And that's what these um, lyrics are all about. You know, now, now we're just so lonely and there's no turning back. It's virtually impossible. Virtually is definitely a pun, but I can live with that. Um, so the blues that he's talking about, I think also using it as blues can't even find me is that we're all online all the time no one is ever like completely gone right you don't lose track of people we know when we're going to be taking our next breath but at the same time the real connection even a connection to a real sadness is completely broken and lost and to jump ahead a little bit beyond the lyrics and the talk of the music i Again, I love Kevin Shirley and I, I love the drum going on here. I, I have a musician friend who was listening to it to me w- with me and uh he was talking about the difference of the uh the of course I already forgot because I am not a musician, but um the drum beat he said was four on the floor with a march. And as I listen to it, it's like, oh yeah, I hear that march, and then that pulls into the whole idea of like we're just almost like a forced march of going on and on, not knowing where we're going, being led into something that we don't have control over. When I started digging around and I found some of the solo versions, it was that message came across so much clearer because he is in a crowd of fans all staring at him and he is the only voice and the guitar is the only accompaniment. And he is saying these words about being closed in on and feeling so alone despite all this noise from the outside. And it's like, ah, yeah, I get it. And I feel it, you know, and that very primal way that music can make us feel an emotion, which somehow the produced version should make you feel that way. I think some of the noise and the extra um, mandolin, electric guitar, and Dobro are all in there from Doug Lancio. I think all the constant change and so much layer is supposed to convey that same feeling of like, there's so much going on, yet here I am crying out for something real. But it I didn't get that message until I was just listening to John on his own. 
we I've talked about my friend Sarah Hickman before, who is a singer songwriter that we met very early in in her career, and I often said that um, the best way to see Sarah was solo, you know, just her and her guitar telling a story. Um, one of the other best ways for a while there, she was performing with a uh, a string quartet, <laughs> you know, her, her guitar, then a you know, the violin, the fiddle, the cello, and and, and that was kind of nice. But um, I would never say the best way to see John is solo because there is a beauty to hearing him in his band. But there is something about John, his guitar, his voice, and the message. Especially if you're in a venue that has good acoustics, that feels like an intimate setting, you do feel like John is talking to your soul. Absolutely. And so I agree with you. Um, and this is a beautiful studio version. I mean, all the instruments you talked about are beautiful and, and they work well together. But I do think that's a fair feedback not criticism. I, I wouldn't call it a criticism, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that perhaps it interpretation. Diluted, yeah, diluted the the theme that we're trying to get across. Right. Yeah. Um so, so sorry. It, I think all of those things play into um when I think about, okay, I want to introduce someone to John Hyatt. Uh, what's the song that I'm going to play to start with? And I know so many people who would be really moved by this message. Yet I don't know as I would reach for blues can't even find me as a, here's what you got to know about John Hyatt kind of song. I think that's an interesting thought. I do think it's interesting how many covers there are of it though. And yeah. There's so, a lot of people who have grabbed it. So there is something of the message spoke to other musicians mm -hmm. that are sharing it, right? This was, um, you know, I, I, that's, it's, I, I always think of that because I know you're going to bring that up. Would I do this? And no, I, I, I wouldn't have included this on the list though. I, I, as I said, I, this was a fun on my repeat today. I was enjoying this song. I did, um it spotify had it two places they had it on the actual album and they had a collection and i listened to both to make sure there wasn't different versions because sometimes they do that and there wasn't uh so um it's interesting um you 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 said now we're just so lonely and there's no turning back it's virtually impossible but i can live with that I wouldn't want in on this train wreck, wouldn't want to be on this last date. Now the blues can't find me, and all I know to do is wait. What do you think that means? Great question. I've, I've never felt that, um, aha, I know exactly what he's saying with that. In fact, um, all I know to do is wait is kind of a interesting concept to wrap your head around. Um 
to me, what it brings back is that idea of being in the car and or being with someone and seeing them on their phone. And you're just kind of like, okay, well, I'll just exist here until that person decides that they want to interact in uh, IRL. Uh, I'm dating myself with that one, I'm sure. Um, so it, it is funny that he talks about uh, he can live with being lonely and there's no turning back. Like he's accepting the trade-offs of this quasi connection that we have across uh, the internet. And here we are, Jesse, on opposite sides of the country, having this conversation that would not be possible without any of the things that we're talking about. Um, But he also calls it, I wouldn't want it in on this train wreck, wouldn't want to be on this last date. I'm not sure what the wouldn't want to be on this last date. Um, But to me, it's kind of saying like, I know I can't change anything, but gosh, if I could, I would. I would not have stepped into this reality that is just constantly barraged with people needing attention, more often corporations needing attention and money and this, you know, magical light that is in our faces constantly. Um, You know, maybe it's a fatalism that like what has changed will change back. Nothing lasts forever. Uh, This too shall pass. So all I can do to wait, all I know to do is wait. But um, that, that that's all I get from it is and it's also reminds me of um, all the studies that psychologists have made that supposedly these apps and whatnot are supposed to bring us together, but actually they are, giving us a feeling of social isolation and it's not even the kind of depression that they know how to treat. It's more like a a new animal that needs to be treated a different way. So that's what I kind of hear and the blues can't even find me. Like it's not the melancholy that I knew before. It's something that makes me feel so alone. It's not even a sadness that I can touch and feel in myself. So independently, two things happened to me. I had um, a um, a sports reporter on my podcast uh, before the Bruce tour started, and John made a point. He said, "Take two pictures and then put mm-hmm. your phone in your pocket." Excellent advice. Enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. I will give you one video. But that's it. And then Chris brought up the point that after uh, LeBron James, and no one had LeBron on our bingo that would be brought up, (laughs) broke the scoring title, there was a picture of him shooting. And in the background was everyone had their phone up taking a picture. Yeah. No one was watching. That I, I've got to have this. I've got to capture this. And Chris brought that up. He said, instead of going, he said, if you wanted a picture, it's going to be available, you know, a better picture. And so during the three shows I went to, I, I took a couple of pictures. And then um, the only time 
Um, I, when George Strait came out, I tweeted that. And then in Houston, he played a song that he had not played live in over 50 years. And we lost our blank. And that I did. I pulled up Twitter and I said, he's playing if I was the priest. Send and put it right back in my pocket. And, and meanwhile, in Vermont, yeah. Sylvan saw that. It's like, oh, Jesse, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. So there, it's that yeah. dichotomy that yeah. like, yeah, I am feeling something for you. Yes. But at the same time, we're not feeling it together. Yeah. And so I do think when you throw it this way, right, like this is so ingrained in our new society mm -hmm. that the blues can't even find me. Mm -hmm. And all I know to do is wait. Wh right. What is the next step? Right. Um, right. And, and I do love, you know, I've heard her side 50 times talking on her cell phone. As we talked at the very beginning, my lovely bride, you're not even listening to me. And, you know, sometimes I dodge that. Sometimes I don't. And I don't think anyone who's been in a long time relationship, as you said, hasn't been guilty of that. Right. Like, oh, oh okay were you i'm sorry were you saying something important or were mm -hmm. you just talking so yeah um this is just great and you know i i i think you could and we are doing this but like breaking apart each line you know she cried all the way to memphis with the kids in the back with only me to talk it out with it used to be that something had happened she um you know where that she was leaving her parents or something mm -hmm. had happened and you yeah. know the kids are in the back sleeping and it's just you and her talking about what happened and she you're exploring it and working it through it together and now then you can go to your phone and go to facebook and say hey you know my brother just passed and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden hundreds of people oh i'm sorry for your loss oh i'm sorry for your loss i'm sorry for your loss i'm sorry for your loss and and it's not the same as one person yeah. In person saying, let me give you a hug, Jesse. Right. Or, you know. And what I really love about that song, and I feel like that is where the song is most effective. And I feel like there is the potential to tap more into this. Yeah. Is that you can hear the pain in that. And when you hear she cried all the way to Memphis, you're thinking, oh, we're going to understand the pain of what has made this woman cry. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're going to understand the pain of what he lost being able to be yeah. with her crying, which is kind of like a little bit of a sucker punch emotionally, but it, it really works is like, oh, it's sad that we can't feel sad the same way. And, and what I love is um, we're going to Memphis for a sad reason not going mm -hmm. to memphis in the meantime mm -hmm. to go get you know ribs some... at the rendezvous right mm -hmm. here's some uh blues and also kids in the back banging like charlie watts charlie watts no, nope yeah, they're so, sleeping yeah which that's a really great point I, I wonder if he was nodding to those classics intentionally or it's and, just and i we talked about this before i recorded before we hit record um there, there is a wonderful VH1 storytellers where Bruce is talking about songwriting and he goes through some songs 
And at the end, he says, was I was I consciously trying to write that? Maybe. Did I have that in my mind? Possibly. Was I feeling it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And so did him knowingly say, hey, let me do a little link to this or did it just work through? And and obviously, if someone wants to say, OK, Jesse, I think you're stretching mm-hmm. you know, Memphis and kids in the back, I would raise my hand and go, I absolutely could be stretching. But it is something when I was listening to this, it, it made that. Yeah. And it, it's fun to think about, you know, it is. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about? No, I, I, I think we're at that difficult place uh, yeah. in a song like this. Uh, whose turn is it to go first? I will go first. <laughs> okay. So um, I don't think it's a five or a four, mm-hmm. but I want to give it more than a three, right? Like I, I think it's a little, I think it's, and once again, you do such a good job explaining, right? But you tend to think of, you know, the medium, right? Five, four, three, two, one. So three's in the middle. I I I think this is a 3.5 to me. I think this is a a really well done song. Um I would be thrilled to get it live. Um, you know, I, I as far as I know, I don't think I remember hearing it live. Yeah, it was there um pretty consistently uh after the mystic pinball tour and then it fell off and i i haven't heard it come back yeah which maybe it is because john sensed that people weren't getting uh what he was trying to convey like i i just had this picture in my head of him singing this song and people with their cell phones out taking the picture of him saying the song you know All right, um, so I broke the ice. How about you? You know, I I have been avoiding uh, using your blatant cheating of half rate <laughs> stars, but I I think I'm absolutely on the same page with you that um I'd almost go four if I absolutely had to, but I think it's a three and a half because it just didn't quite get in the boat the way he wanted to. I think it's a song that if he was playing it live every night someday we would come up with that version that just was like rips your heart out with the emotion and you can't help but share it with everyone you know and say you know that feeling that you have that something's not quite right this is that this is that song that explains that but it it doesn't do that uh at least not on its own Mm -hmm. and um I really wanted to, which is kind of what the problem sure. is. So I, I'm gonna I've talked myself into actually just a solid three. Okay. So. You're 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 gonna you are you are going to stay, you know, I'm the uh the bad guy uh <laughs> doing that. But okay, that sounds great. Um all right. So three and a half for me, three for you. Uh and a reminder everyone, that's a yes, really good song. Yes, it is. Good. Um, uh, I do not think we got any feedback this time. Did we on anything? I have not seen any. Um, I did for the first time um, put out a note on the John Hyatt Facebook page of what we would be recording, asking for people to um, give us thoughts on these songs and um, didn't get anything uh, specific. Actually, 
it has been 15 minutes. So goodness knows what has happened on social media since then. Let me check my updates. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, well, um, we didn't get anything specifically about these songs, but hello, Jamie Rogers. Thank you so much for this. He says the podcast has become the highlight of my week. I tend to agree with them on the merits and uh, was going back to uh, one of our past ratings and also went for a half star. So apparently I'm just being too literal (laughs) in our five star rating. Um, But yeah, I I think I'm going to continue doing that and letting people know what's on deck as well as what we are releasing. And I, I hope that some of you will actually listen to the song before we record and make a comment on Facebook and we can read it as part of our comment section. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, a couple ways you can do that. Uh, perfectgoodpodcast at gmail.com is the email address that uh, we check. Uh, there is a Facebook page, uh, Perfectly Good Podcast. Um, we do go to John Hyatt fan page. And so we are, I'm thrilled when um, people rewrite uh, one of my weaknesses is writing a description of the episode. And so I'm always happy when Brendan or someone else writes says rewrites it. And it is a lovely, usually that they're like, Oh yeah, that's what I should have wrote. So thank yes, you, thank you for Brendan for your incredible uh, writing talents. And thank you yes. for sharing them with the podcast. Yes. Uh, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. Uh, there is going to be a little less uh, Springsteen on there now that uh, the going, though um, I am um, eyeing their shows in the fall. And so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get tickets for that. So how about you? How can they reach you, Sylvan? I am Sylvan Green Eyes on Twitter and Sylvan Groth on Facebook and very distracted by the cute pets that Jesse has in the Zoom. Yes. I almost made it through the whole podcast without commenting on that. Yes, uh, that is my grandpup, Charlie, and he always likes to keep me company on the podcast. So very nice. Well, he has excellent taste. Yes. yes. So, um, all right, Sylvan, I am not feeling the blues right now. I am just happy that we've got to talk. So the blues couldn't find me because I'm too happy. Uh, we will be back next week with another song. Uh, as always, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. And have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye. Bye. All right, let me. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the court of It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. Fantasy Points.